Welcome to the Film and Science, the double feature podcast. Join us as we unravel the interwoven experience of the continuous conversation of cinema. Take part in pairing movies with their cursed counterparts, movies that share DNA, or even pairing questionable duos by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level with the $5 tier or grant the ability to request films to further the discussion. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready to join the 100-year conversation. This is the Film and Science, where movies are more than just entertainment there and experience and welcome back to another episode of the film Steins. thank you guys for joining us today i'm joined today by my friend who does not laugh lucy hello everyone you can join us every monday wednesday and friday for brand new episodes of the film Steins. some recent episodes include past lives rice boy sleeps killers of the flower moon american fiction and monster Go check out those episodes, and remember to leave nice comments, thoughts, and ideas over on our Patreon and other places we post. Come support us, come subscribe, come request a good movie. We appreciate all the support. Thank you, guys. Are you stressed and filled with anxiety like I am? Maybe in a bit of pain from that car accident you had a few years ago? Well, the sponsor of today's episode, Hempville CBD, has us covered. They have the highest quality products created by chemists and doctors. Hempville carries everything from CBD to THC dispensary grade without those despicable dispensary prices. Order your Delta 8, 9, edibles, and vapes along with the THCA flower and get free shipping when you spend $50 or more at HempvilleCBD.com. Check out the link in the description for more details. But today we are discussing... Emma Seligman's 2023 film, Bottoms. Is it a surprise to watch this movie? Yes, <laughs> it was a surprise. I can't even say it was a nice surprise. I'll just apologize right off the top. My bad. This movie is cut of a very specific cloth, and I know you were bored out of your mind. You had a hard time staying awake? I had a hard time staying awake. I had a hard time... Keeping my eyes on the screen. That is a problem. I am happy to report back that this movie is... It's okay. Is it funny? If you're into this kind of humor, you know, you gotta give it a shot. Maybe if you watch the trailer, you'll just, you'll just know. It's committed to the humor at the very least. I thought it was gonna be a little committed to the gayness of Fight Club, but it kind of loses sight of that after it's set up, which is fine. How do you make a movie about making fun of that? It's just... Fight Club is in itself a joke, sort of like this movie for other reasons, but... Yeah, we can appreciate at least the commitment throughout the whole movie. Like, it was bad from beginning to end. Not bad. I didn't like it, but that's just because it's not my humor. It's not my type of humor. I didn't like the cringeness of it. It's not funny to me, so it's hard to analyze a film when... The whole purpose of it is it's humor that I don't understand. So I don't want to say it's bad, but the humor it is at least committed all the way through the film. I would say this movie is a cross between Rebel Wilson and Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. Two people who annoy the shit out of me. Yeah, especially like Rebel Wilson's... uh newest i don't know if it's her newest but it's the newest to me <laughs> that senior year film where she's 
goes into a coma for like I don't know twenty years or some shit, and she wakes up and she's still a senior in high school and it's it's bad. That movie's bad. I didn't find that movie funny, and it's that movie crossed with Neighbors or something. Yeah, that's about it. And I had higher hopes for this movie because Emma's film before this, Shiva Baby, is is pretty good. Now I'm very curious about going back to see that and see how I feel about it now. I haven't seen it since it came out, but it's a much more experiential film about anxiety Uh-oh. and not this. Yeah, I know um, I saw an interview where someone asked her why something like this versus something like Sheba Baby, which I haven't seen. I don't know what it's about. I know nothing about it. So that question led me to believe that it's quite different. And she basically just said she had an idea to do a teen comedy movie and kind of pay an homage to those teen comedy movies that came out in the early 2000s. I mean, late 80s, the early 2000s, really. Yeah, I think she said, excuse my ignorance here, but she said early, no, she said Y2K films. That's what she said. Yeah, early 2000s. Okay, yeah, that's what she said. So she she just had this like small idea to do a a funny teen comedy paying tribute to those early 2000 films and that's it and that's what she ran with her and Rachel. Yeah, I, I really didn't get that vibe. I got more of that not another teen movie, American Pie, which maybe could fit the Y2K mold and but also like scary movie and those like parody spoofy movies. It was kind of tiptoeing to that territory. For me, I did like this insistence on like the static nature of our characters, other than our two main characters. Like Jeff was always in his uniform. Yeah. That was stupid and <laughs> fun. I like that a lot. It's very cartoony. And then the aesthetic and design of the school was very neat. Like where Jeff and them were sitting in the cafeteria, there was like a, a fresco of him, like a Michelangelo kind of fresco. Of him touching God or whatever with his football. I was like, that's really fun. And this has got a lot of charm to it, but it just, it isn't funny to me. Yeah, and I, I can feel that, and especially with the premise of two girls trying to form a club just so they could get to their crushes. Like, the premise of it sounds interesting, at least. And maybe if it could give more Mean Girls vibe instead of, you know, bad teenage horror comedy like i don't know i don't i don't watch those types of films because i know i don't like them it didn't take itself a serious enough funny enough it it should have been injected with a little bit more of a melodrama something something was definitely missing it was too self-aware or something I, yeah i totally feel you it's not quite like marvel but it does kind of run into that marvel thing where just everything is a setup for a joke it's just like well, I mean, you can, I feel like you can do that and still have, like, meaningful dialogue. But the only, we have, like, two instances of meaningful interactions. One where they tell stories in, like, a little kumbaya circle of their trauma. And when PJ and Hazel blow up with each other. It's like, that's it. And those are, like, the only consequential scenes in the whole movie. <laughs> but it's just like, ah. Yeah, definitely would have benefited from something a little more grounded than just humor. Yeah, that's what makes me feel like it was real close to being a spoof movie. 
You know, we just didn't have the overt, super explicit references. The only real references we had, I guess, were literally Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I appreciate the awareness that Fight Club is very gay. And that had me hooked for the first 15 minutes. But then it, va- it became very clear that that was just the joke and part of the setup to, you know, say the rest of the jokes. <laughs> so I was just like, ah. Uh. I really am not a fan of comedies, am I? <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of us are. Although I did appreciate that it wasn't raunchy because that's just the element that this movie was missing for it to completely have, for for me to have given it zero stars, for me to have told you, okay, I'm I'm done watching this. That's a good point. I'm really surprised it didn't get into that because I guess that's kind of a, one of its Y2K tendrils where... And not a spoof movie, not a Seth Rogen style movie, because those are very raunchy a yeah. lot of times. So that's a good point. Yeah, I appreciate the kind of PG nature on some level. I mean, I think all the way through because it becomes so cartoony by the end that it's it's hard to even call what happens at the end violent because <laughs> no, it's that's, just yeah. completely <laughs> stupid. Which is, I think, with the exception of the fair scene, the fair sequence, I think the end. The the battle scene is probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think I agree with you that that's the part where I was at least watching intently. And um, there was one shot there that I actually kind of liked a lot where um, I want to say it was PJ, but I'm not sure, uh, punched a football player in the face and you just see his face like looking up and we saw her um, hand make contact with his chin and the blood splatter and like just splattered on her chin and everything was kind of slow-mo. I kind of like that shot. Yeah, I mean, I think there were actually a lot of really good shots in this movie. I like the shot where it's not really interesting, but it's just a fun shot where Jeff gets hit by the car, oh, if you want to yeah. call it that, and we get that over-the-head, you know, pull-away shot when they're yelling. It's like, this is, all right, um, you've got me enough. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was when I knew that this movie was that kind of stupid. Yeah. Although I was still waiting to see where they were going to take that. Like, that men are dramatic. Like, where where are we going to take this? But we didn't take it, really, No, it was, anywhere. It, it was the only joke around the men, really. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, speaking of men, one of the other men here in this film that I actually liked a lot, I liked everything he did and said, was the um the teacher the club sponsor i think i found him to be the funniest especially when you know he found out the truth that pj and josie were just doing this to get laid and he goes on this whole you know diatribe of why he hates women why women are so fucking mean he's like i know i knew women were mean this whole time and you know we know from earlier that he's going through a divorce so you know, it's all making sense. And then after he gives that speech, whatever, we have a shot of him, right? Like, the we have a shot of him with the word feminism on his board and he crosses that out and then says, underneath that it says, like, why all U.S. presidents have been men and why we should keep it that way. That that was funny. That I'll admit that that got me. No, I totally agree. How do you feel about the title? of the film bottoms yeah i don't know how i feel about 
it exactly because it maybe implies you know people like PJ and Josie and Hazel are the the characters at school who get fucked you know they are the ones who are, are always left out of their reindeer games <laughs> but PJ and Josie are also at the same time the only characters who take initiative you know they're really topping this movie so I, I just I'm not exactly sure so I mean I guess it's it's supposed to be more or less funny and prodding at them being untalented ugly and lame and gay so I mean it's I guess it's fine like I guess how I took it was they're the bottom of the food chain they're the losers of the school but yeah it's a little bit of play on words that's even funnier you know they're the ones who get fucked I like that I like all of it because then I also thought bottoms like you know butt they must like butts so there's a lot of play on words I'm surprised we didn't see Jeff and his right-hand man, like, getting caught, you know, hooking up or something. I thought that was definitely going to happen. But they really did just run with the fragile nature of the man, not his gayness. Like, oh, okay. He's actually hooking up with one of the loser's moms. He's really, he's fucking, <laughs> he's actually the king here. He's actually king. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about that. The whole uh, guy set up what they were trying to do with the, with the men here. They're just making fun of everyone to the best of their ability. Yeah. Especially with the whole making fun of Fight Club. I wasn't sure what what we were trying to say about the men here, but Yeah, I was looking for it too because of that. But by the time the movie ended, I was just like, "Oh, okay. It was it was just one of many jokes and a means to the setup." It had it was like a little bit consequential. As far as the narrative goes, but in the grand scheme of things, it was just as meaningless as the whole movie. Yeah, well said. Kind of like Fight Club, the it's... movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go listen to our episode on Fight Club. How is David Fincher's Fight Club film still gayer than this? You tell me. Because he doesn't acknowledge it. He's closeted. He's closeted. Yes. All right, man. Well, thank you for that short and sweet talk about bottoms, tops, sides. Whoa. Do you have a budget guess for me here today? Yeah, my budget guess is $20 million. It looked a little expensive. Well, not ex- not not 150, you know, Killers of the Flowers of the Moons. Expensive for a Mean Girls style ex- movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it didn't look 10 to me what well, says here that it was 11.3 million oh okay it is 10 so it is 10 yeah <laughs> it didn't look it good job we had a lot of moving parts so that's actually very impressive with all the costumes although I, it doesn't seem like the boys had any costume changes since they were in their football outfits the whole time yeah i do want to say too i like the protective nature of his right hand man jeff's right hand man I like that he was just like his bodyguard mm-hmm. on all fronts. Does that got pineapple on it? It's like okay, that's kind of cute. Yeah, that was cute. You were his boyfriend without his boy without being his boyfriend. Yeah, and he was you know out there taking notes yeah. and spying and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cute. It apparently went on to make thirteen point six million. Okay. And apparently, over on Letterbox, with seven hundred and ninety three thousand people. All those people saw it, but they didn't make shit at the box office. 
Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. <laughs> the uh, average consensus is a 3.9. 3.9? No. <laughs> That's way too high. That is way too high. I gave it a 1.5. I gave it a 1, but then I thought about it a little more, and there are some things I kind of appreciate sure. as a movie. Yeah. So I, I raised it to 1.5. Yeah, some of the editing, cinematography, yes, acting, some the writing is committed. Yeah, there were some um, very nice wide shots of the school, and um, I guess the one I'm thinking of is when they is when they were up in the bleachers initiating this mm-hmm. conversation about the club. So there were some nice shots. The editing wasn't bad. You know, the performances, as cringy as they were, they were good. So as as an overall movie, you know, it wasn't like 0.5 level. Yeah, apparently not. It's a 3.9. No, it's not 3.9 <laughs> level. I mean, we we don't watch many comedies and the comedies that the only two comedies that I can think of at the top of my head that came out this year or I guess in 2023 was No Hard Feelings and Strays, which I'm going to put this movie in between that. I think I like No Hard Feelings a little better. I'm also a little guilty because I like Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's hilarious. Not in a good way, but I like her. She's got this quirkiness to her that I kind of like. So I'm going to say that movie's better, but I, we, just, we just don't do comedies. Comedies, you know, true comedies don't speak to me. Yeah, the only comedy I can think of that I like a lot is Undercover Brother. Yeah, I'm probably floating around a two, I guess. Just by sheer level of craft. <laughs> well, all right. It's not Clifford the Big Red Dog, you know? You know, the live action one that came oh, out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was so disappointed. I was so excited for that, too. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> you must you have not. <laughs> you must have not watched Clifford, the cartoon. Yeah, of course I watched Clifford. You must not know that there is no fucking universe where a good Clifford movie would come out. <laughs> If there is, just know we're not in it. <laughs> oh, man. It looked good in my head. I was excited for it. Yeah, that's one of the trying to feed to the millennial nostalgia gone bad. Mario, good. Clifford, bad. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Film of Steins. I hope you guys enjoy Bottoms more than we did. Remember, we post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with brand new episodes of the Film of Steins over on Patreon.com slash Film Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the goods. Thank you guys for all your support. Come subscribe for a dollar, five dollars, however much. Come request a movie. That'd be great, too. But until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed the discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives in the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash and follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching, keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins, signing off.